Hello and welcome back to another episode of Preview Review. It's the previewees, baby! It's award season! Ba, ba, da, 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 I mean, yeah, I was trying to think of, like, Comet Circumstances is the first thing that popped in my head. Seems like there should be some classical overture or something. Maybe we can get Lockshaw to do some more music for us. I don't know. He's a, he's a superstar now. I know, TikTok superstar. We had him before he was huge to score the theme song. Hey, if you didn't know... Because I think we only credited him on like the first episode. We did it maybe the first like two or three. Our theme song's written and performed by our friend Matt Lockshaw. He's pretty great. Check him out. I think he's on Spotify and he's, other streaming he's services. He's on Sound or SoundCloud, I think. He's on uh, Twitter. He's on TikTok. All his songs are on TikTok. You can use them as sounds. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Great dude. Anyways, award season isn't going to look like what it normally looks like this year. For anything else besides the previewees. Previewees is pretty much going to be exactly the same. Except for the like quality of picks. We did get slightly delayed, I suppose. Last year we did our nominations in December and then announced our winners in January. We're now doing the nominations in January. and Or I guess it's February 1st today. It's the classic so about, COVID delay. You know, a slight, oh. slightly delayed. Also, but, if you've made it this far without knowing, my name is Ryan and this is Preview Review and this is my co-host. Tyler Ellison. Say hello to the people, Tyler. Well, I said the name of the podcast, but I didn't say our names. Yeah, they just think we're just Which like weird, always, nameless, but disembodied that's always voices. What it should be. The art, our podcast, should be before the artist. It's true. Us, and us we promoted the true art, the composer of our theme song, before, before anything else. Said our names. <laughs> that's how much we love artists yes, and their work. It's true, and we cherish them, and we value them. Um... This episode of Preview Review isn't going to look like what we what our episodes normally look like. Normally we deep dive and dissect popular movie trailers for films that are coming out. Today, though, is the first part of our 20... Is it, this is technically the 2021 previewees. Celebrating the year in film of 2020. Yes, but I don't remember if we named the last one the 2020 previewees or was it the 2019 previewees? I can look at that. Tyler's looking it up. He's got dual monitors going on right now. He's We're, very professional. This is a very high-tech podcast. Yes. We're actually sitting in chairs this time. If the audio sounds different, it's because we're elevated, literally. Okay, last year we did call it the 2019 previewees, so... So this is the 2020 This previews. is the 2020 previewees celebrating the year in film of 2020. That take place in the year 2021. Despite the fact that the nominations are taking place in 2021. That's it's correct. okay. All the movies here are for, or like, came out in 2020. Exactly. Yes. We're it's not doing... previews. That's cut and dry. That's yes. what it is. There are some movies out there that are going to be nominated for the Oscars this year that didn't come out until like February 2021, but we ain't playing with that shit here. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. First I'm of all, let's about explain... It. Let's explain the format of the previewees. Um, oh, right. The previewees are important and meaningful. But they're also tongue-in-cheek and stupid. They're also not. Just like any good awards show, there is both value and prestige behind these awards and nominations, as well as nonsense. Yes. Um, the way that we reflect that is each of us, Ryan and myself, we each independently create a list of five nominees for each of the categories that we will be nominating in. Does or, that make sense? We're uh, nominating these nominees to become a nominee. <laughs> yes. Essentially, there's a two-phase nomination process. There are eight categories that we selected. They are supporting actor, supporting actress, best screenplay, best director, best actor, best actress, best picture, and because this is preview review, 
best the best trailer. trailer. It's the only place that's called preview review where you're gonna find the best trailer. I was gonna say the only place where you're gonna find best trailer, but I'm sure IGN has some bullshit list about that. Somebody else says it, but this is our we have the most authority over the subject because it's, it's what we spend the most time talking about. So and, like ultimately, not this even is just the on the podcast of best trailer. This, we talk about trailers like even in our regular life. Yeah, like, off mic. Like Tyler and I have conversations. It's not like, hey, how's your day been? Like, how's work? It's, hey, how's your trailer watching? Hey, <laughs> you see this new trailer? <laughs> like, we don't care about each other. We only care about the trailers. So, anyways, in each of these categories, Ryan and I independently create our list of five nominees for that category. We have written those on a on a slip of paper, and what's going to be happening today on Mike is we're each going to take those five nominees. So there's ten total. We're going to fold them up on these slips of paper. Put them into this giant popcorn bucket that I have on my table, and we're going to pull out only five of them. What It could be all of Ryan's five, it could be all of my five, or a mixture of the two. And those will become the final nominees for the previewees, and then we will vote on those uh, between now and the next episode. And then we'll record the winners as we have an independent party tabulate our votes of those five final nominees. So Yes, and... This way, we are simulating the classic Oscar snub or award snub. So, like, last year, Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor at the Oscars. But, who knows? Maybe he didn't even get pulled out of our bucket. Like, uh-oh, he's a snub. But we move past it and we vote on the ones that come out. And we don't cry about the ones that don't. Exactly. The only case in which there would be a uh, redraw from the bucket would be in the case of Ryan and I each nominate the same actor for the same performance or the same film for the same category. And if no we were to draw both of those, we would just redraw another one. So that's that's the timeline we're only going to have. Not the timeline. That's the rules. That's the method. We're going to pull out five unique nominees mm. for each category, and those will become the final noms for the, previewee- for the 2020 previewees. Sounds good. A couple disclaimers here. For both Ryan and I, 2020 was a year of seeing fewer films than we normally do due to, you know, pandemic and movies not only getting pushed back, but theaters being shut down and some movies getting releases with paywalls and us not being willing to pay those paywalls to see these movies just for this podcast. Maybe if we get sponsored, we'll have money to fund our own. Uh, (laughs) Dude, if HBO Max sponsors me, but HBO Max, I'm calling you out now. Sponsor me. You're a struggling uh, streaming service. You want people to see you. You're putting all your Warner Brothers movies on your streaming service. You got the money. Pay this podcast. Well, we reach tens of people. But see, this is what they know. If they pay us, if they sponsor us and give us money, we're going to have the money as a podcast to be able to watch movies that are behind paywalls, mm-hmm. unlike HBO Max's, thus increasing the likelihood that other movies win the previewees and not HBO Max films, since they know HBO Max films are free to us since we already subscribed oh, to them. it. So it's all a ploy for them to be able to increase the likelihood that their films receive H- receive previewee okay. nominees. And the joke's on them because I didn't even watch Bad Education. Oh, I did. It was good. Um, but I think I only nominated one thing from it. Let's see if it Maybe actually I happens. Ha- I might have to if your nominee goes through. That's the other thing, too. We need to have time between this nomination episode and the final awards night where we actually announce the winners for us to be able to, you know, Ryan may not have seen some of the things that I've nominated and vice versa. And so we need to be able to have time to watch, do our research, and actually vote confidently. Yes, we need to be, be an educated informed voter, voters here uh, for these performances and these films that might get nominated. So, all right. I think that's almost all oh, the wait. disclaimers. The Hamilton disclaimer. Hamilton disclaimer, as we all know, the 
recorded Broadway production of Hamilton hit Disney Plus this year. It was and it incredible. Was, mwah, I loved it. Beautiful. I've watched it multiple times already. Would have nominated it if I could for but, everything. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Ryan and I came to the mutual agreement that we just can't allow it to be considered uh, in any categories this year. So, well, because it's a recorded performance. And, uh, you know, who's the director? I don't know, but they did a good job. I Everybody did a fantastic it. job. All the actors, phenomenal. And I wish... I can't say enough positive things about it, but it just unfortunately can't well, be considered. it's not technically a movie. It's technically a recorded production. It's like I can't nominate mm-hmm. David Brin's concert film. Yeah. And I, even though it probably was amazing, I didn't watch it. But I did watch Hamilton. It's the same thing. Even though the people are acting, they're putting on a stage performance. And... That's very different than doing a theatrical performance, like not a theater performance, but a movie performance, a film acting. Yes, absolutely. Um, oh, and another couple quick disclaimers: like, our, I mean, this is still our nominees. I'm confident, and I feel good about all the nominees that we're submitting. However, these will be most likely vastly different from the actual award landscape this year for like the Golden Globes and the Academy Awards that are coming up in a couple months because. Those award organizations likely lengthened the amount of time that it was until the end of February. Before till the end of February, and so some of these movies that will likely get big ticket nominations might not even be out yet. And Ryan and mm-hmm. I have not had the ability to see them. So this I've is heard great things about Nomadland, but it's not out yet. Yeah, Minari. Um, I want to see it, but it doesn't count. It, they might get nominations yeah. for next year, and we're gonna have to talk about this all again in a year. Yeah, faithful. We were faithful to the 2020 calendar, and would only were the only nominated movies that came out between yes. January 1st and December 31st of 2020. Mm-hmm. Tyler and I are uh, stands for the Gregorian calendar. Yes, and we do everything based on it. Thank you, calendar. Okay, well, it's time to nominate. We're going to jump in with our first category. Okay, the nominees for supporting actor. Ryan's shaking the popcorn Ooh, bucket. You hear that? And Those he's are the going to draw out only five unique nominees. Okay. The first nominated supporting actor is Coleman Domingo for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. The next supporting actor nomination goes to Chadwick Boseman for De Five Bloods. Our third nominee is Robert Pattinson for The Devil All the Time. Number four, Sasha Baron Cohen, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. And the last supporting actor nomination goes to Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. All right, how about a round of applause for these nominees? Congratulations. Yes. Now, some of Five you... Five very strong performances. Some of you out there might be thinking, One Night in Miami, that didn't come on to Amazon until January 2021. You just told me you were Gregorian calendar fanboys. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? But to you, I say, back in December of 2020... One Night in Miami had a limited theatrical run in Miami, which made it a qualifier for the previewees. But that's the only one that made that qualification. So it it's like an asterisk, but it's also not because it's 100% valid. And this is not, this isn't coming as a surprise to either of us. We have already arranged which movies we know are going to be eligible. So uh, I like this list. Um, It's a good list. There's only one actor on there that I didn't nominate. So it looks like we doubled up a lot because I read your handwriting. Interesting. There's only, I mean, so of this list, I believe the three of mine that were pulled were Sasha Baron Cohen, Chadwick Boseman, and Leslie Odom Jr. 
and you likely double nominated some of those. And I haven't seen My Rainey's Black Bottom or Devil All the Time, so I know those are your <laughs> nominees. Yes, they are. Um, and yeah, I've seen all of these movies, and these are all deserving performances. Um, it's also notable that all these movies are on streaming services. You're yeah. probably going to see that a lot this year with the state of movie theaters. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's jump into our second category, Best Supporting Actress. All right, I'm shaking the bucket, mm. and these are the nominees for the 2020 previewees, Best Supporting Actress. Aubrey Plaza for Happiest Season. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Birds of Prey. Tony Collette, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Marissa Tomei, The King of Staten Island. And the fifth and final Best Supporting Actress nominee, Nev Campbell, Clouds. See, a very interesting Best Supporting Actress landscape this year. Yes. Um, supporting Actress was definitely the hardest category for me. I didn't think there were many great roles for Supporting Actresses this year. But that kind of happens every once in a while. One of these categories yeah. will be the weaker one. I've seen three of these five, and those were good performances. So Oh, I've I'm seen not... all of these movies, and they're all good performances for what they are. But I wish there were better roles for I supporting actresses. I think we'll see stronger supporting actress performances coming from some other movies that maybe have already been released that we haven't seen yet, like Promising a Woman or Pieces of a Woman. Or Minari. Pieces Minari. of a Woman did come out. It came out on the 31st. It did. But we didn't watch it. watched it yet. My mom watched it and she thought it was okay. Hmm. I've heard good things. But yeah, interesting landscape. Probably won't resemble anything what the Oscars uh, are going to do you know actual award season nominations but i like it it's but a very preview review list so a round of applause for these nominees all right the next award nomination best screenplay mixing up the bucket getting them all mixy mixed all right the first nominee for best screenplay is i'm thinking of indie things by charlie kaufman also before i finish this this is including adapted screenplay and original screenplay. Oh, yeah. We at the previewees do not divide up like the Oscars do. Uh, we simply nominate one category for screenplay across the board. Yes. So even though I'm thinking of Indian Things was a book, Charlie Kaufman's getting a sole writer critic because he's the only one who adapted the book for the movie. Next, we have Palm Springs by Andy Ciara. Next is The Five Bloods by Danny Bilson, Paul DeMeo, Kevin Wilmot and Spike Lee. Ooh, our first duplicate. I'm thinking of ending things by Charlie Kaufman. That one does not get a nomination slot because he already has one. Next is The Trial of the Chicago 7 by Aaron Sorkin. And the last nom is Sound of Metal by Darius Martyr and Abraham Martyr. Oh, brothers? I didn't know. That's cool. All right, a round of applause for these nominees. Congratulations, our uh, screenplay noms. Great list here. Yeah, I'm happy with all the movies on this list. I'm sad some of my picks didn't make it in, but that's the way the bucket the works. The classic snub. Blame it on the bucket. All right, let's get going on the nominees for Best Director. This is kind of a big category. This year, definitely. Uh, I think this is probably the heaviest category we have. All right. Other than trailer, of course. Right, of course. That's the prestige. Mm-hmm. Peace de resistance. All right, let's get in there and get the first nominee for Best Director. Charlie Kaufman, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Ooh, a double nom for that guy. He also wrote that movie. 
Darius Martyr, Sound of Metal. Double nom for him, too. I didn't know he wrote and directed it. Another duplicate draw for I'm thinking of ending things. That goes in the trash pile. It only gets one nomination slot. Spike Lee, Defy Bloods. Kathy Yan, Birds of Prey. And the fifth and final nominee for Best Director at the 2020 previewees. Aaron Sorkin, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Oh, lots of repeats. Uh, Writer-director combos here. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin, Charlie Kaufman, Darius Martyr, and Spike Lee all helped to write those films. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if Kathy Yan has a writing credit on Birds of Prey. I don't know, but I'm glad we put her in there, or else, you know, we'd have the issue of only men directors. It's true. I'm glad that we have some diversity here. Kathy Yan's a great choice. I really did like the direct... Direction? Yeah. Okay. No, the directorial... I was going to say directorial. The directorial vision of Kathy Yan. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I like all these movies. I think they're all directed well. Round of applause for these nominees. Well done. All right, Ryan, that's four categories down, four to go. Let's take a little breather, though. Ooh, I need a break. A lot of nominees in one sitting. Uh, Mm, Grab your sip sips. I really am loving this so far, but we're going to play a little game right now, have a little bit of fun. Still award season related, though. Great. I got to lace up my cleats. Do I have to go on the field for this one? Oh, yeah. I'm putting you in. Put me in, coach. I'm ready. You're a starter. We are reprising a game that we played during last year's previous nominations called Where Are They Now? This is where I will describe to you a role uh, in a 2020 film that was held by a person who has either been nominated for or won an Academy Award in the acting category in the past. Okay, so this is like last year we did it with, um, what was his name? The dude who was in Pet Cemetery, the old man. John Lithgow. John Lithgow. He, I described his Pet Cemetery role... And you had to tell me who he was, who the new role was, and who the winning or Oscar role was? Yeah, so I'm going to describe the role in the 2020 film to you. You have to tell me, basically, the 2020 film they started in, and who the actor is. Okay, and the bonus points if I get... bonus points if you give me their Oscar Oscar role. role. Some of these folks have been nominated more than once. For an Oscar, I mean, I get bonus bonus points, and some of them have even won more than once. But what I've done is, if they were only nominated, I just put their nomination and what they were nominated for. If they won, I put what they won and what they won for. Okay, so I think I get it. Like, if there's a there's a person on here who has uh, won more than one Academy Award, and they've also been nominated, but I only put the years in which they won and what movies they won for. So you're trying to aim for the top. Okay, I get it. Let's play? play. Let's do it. All right. Cleats are on. I'm about to kick this award season soccer ball into the net. There are six of these. Here we go. Number one. In a 2020 fantasy adventure film, this actor portrays the King of Bandits, who is also the protagonist's father-in-law. This sounds like Aladdin and the third one, the one that goes straight to video, but I know they didn't adapt the the third Aladdin. That's the second one. No, the second one's Return of Jafar. I thought it was the other end. No, Return of Jafar is number two. Uh. King of Thieves is but the third one. But he's not the King one. of Thieves, he's the King of Bandits. Bandits, thieves. Okay, I gotta think about... So he's the father of the King of Bandits, or he is the King of Bandits? He is the King of Bandits, who's the father-in-law of the main character. Okay, let's think. The gentleman was about stealing things, but was there any parental thing going on? Maybe. I can't remember the family ties that happened in that movie. I don't think so. Okay, let Do me... Do you want a hint? Yes. This is a mixed 
computer animation and live action film that stars characters as both voice actors as well as human characters. Like an enchanted scenario? This is one of the few scenario? human characters. Like, okay. What movie does that this year? Oh my gosh. Computer animated. It looks real. It's not like a Roger Rabbit situation. Okay, so it's not. But like... there's like talking characters that aren't human. I I'm I have no clue. Okay, this is the film Doolittle. Oh my god. Which gosh. co-stars Antonio Banderas as the King of Bandits, who was nominated in 2020 for Pain and Glory. Wait, his Robert Downey Jr. is his son-in-law. Did you say that? This character is the father-in-law. Oh, I thought parents. I was just thinking straight up father. I wasn't thinking of marriage. I missed that part. But no, you told me, and I didn't think about it at all. Well, that's all right. Hats off to Antonio. What did he get an Oscar for? He was nominated for Pain and Glory. Just this last oh, year. Oh, the that one, not the Rock Michael Bay movie, right? No. Th- this was the Spanish. That's speaking. Pain and Gain. This is Pain and Glory. <laughs> okay. All right, ready for number two? Yes. In a 2020 family film, this Oscar winner portrays the manager of a family restaurant. Family restaurant. Ooh. If you hadn't said restaurant, I would have thought it was uh, The Witches with, um, mm. what's his name? Tucci. Yeah, Daniel Tucci, but it's not Daniel. Daniel so Stanley Stan- and Daniel. Daniel Tucci. Daniel Day Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but no, you said restaurant. Okay, he's the manager of a restaurant. What movies? What, what kids movies are about restaurants? It's not Ratatouille. That's the Ratatouille doesn't count. Um, oh my gosh, this is so hard. You're on the right track with Ratatouille. It is an animated film. Animated restauranteur. Um, oh, um, they go to a restaurant in Onward, and the Manticore is the Manticore. The she becomes the manager by the end of the movie, but she's not when they meet. But I don't think you see the manager. No, because she's just the oh, she's the owner. But then people are yelling at her. Okay, it's Octavia Spencer. It is Octavia Spencer. And she won for uh, Hidden, Fig- Hidden Figures? Did she win that? No, she was nominated for Hidden Figures. Um, did she win in The Help? She won for The Help. Okay. That is correct. That's I think Hidden Figures is a better movie. Bonus points. But that's just The me. Help? Yeah. It might be a better movie, but it's a better performance. I don't know. I'd have to rewatch The she Help. She was also nominated for The Shape of Water. Ooh. But she only has won for The Help. And she was also snubbed for Ma. And she is the manager for the whole time at really? the village thing. The people that are yelling at her are the customers that want like attention. And like her staff are asking her questions. But she's like managing because well, she wants to get the plates out. She's more confident she's the manager the whole by time. the end of the movie. So I think she, she feels more like a manager. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Alright, ready for number three. Let's do it. In a 2020 drama film, this Oscar winner portrays the assistant superintendent of a Long Island school district. Assistant superintendent of a Long Island. Oh, okay. Uh, this is Bad Education, yes. Allison Janney. Yes. Um, what did she win for? All right. Is it? That's two points. I have no clue. The film is Bad Education. The star is Allison Janney, who won in 2018 for I, Oh, I forgot she was in that. I haven't seen it, so it's not in my head. It's very good. I like that movie a lot. Nice. Have you seen Mom at all? It's on CBS. (laughs) No. (laughs) I haven't seen it either. It's funny to me that a CBS Anna Faris sitcom stars a legit Oscar winner. (laughs) It's insane. Didn't Anna Faris left, so now it's just Alice and Danny, I think, right? Well, yeah, you can't have Mom without Mom. 
So it couldn't John's just be like daughter. Only <laughs> no, only the Oscar nominee. That's crazy. Well, show. John Goodman's on the Connors. That's true. But didn't he start there? Yeah. I don't like Roseanne. Mm-hmm. It's he's going back to his roots. Yes. Maybe that's how Allison. Sees I mean, it. Allison a, a very long career. It's just funny to me. I guess isn't it like a Chuck Lorre type of thing? It is okay. Yeah, but like Chuck Lorre's also got like Michael Bob Douglas. He's got Michael Douglas that's on uh, that Netflix one. Yeah, and who else is in that one? Alan Arkin. Yeah, great stars. Alan Arkin's leaving. I can't believe it. How Earth? They... No, no, that show. Oh. <laughs> How's he gonna leave that <laughs> the show? Kaminsky the Kaminsky method. method. He's so central like to that show. Situation. Sorry, we're, we're sidetracking into Kaminsky method talk. All right, here we go. Fourth question in the where are they now game. Let's go back. In a 2020 film, this Oscar nominee portrays the title character, a renowned American gangster. Oh, uh, Tom Hardy Capone. What did he get nominated for? What did he get nominated for? Mad Max? No. Dunkirk? No? Okay. That, nope. Uh, he was nominated in 2016 for The Revenant. Oh, I forgot he was in The Revenant. He's like... He's the antagonist. He's the antagonist, but I... Not I think, the bear. I think the antagonist is nature in that film. Yes, it's very much a man versus nature story. Yes. It's yeah. like man versus man versus nature, because nature's against all of, all of man. Yeah, you can't win against nature, except for if you're The Revenant. All right, number five. Here we go. In a 2020 action film... This Oscar winner portrays what else but a British intelligence officer? Um, it's an actor, right? Mm-hmm. British intelligence officer. Okay, so I'm thinking the spy movies of 2020. I think of my spy, but Dave Bautista's not British, and he's not British in that movie, so that's out. I'm thinking of super intelligence, but um, he's the, the lead in that movie is not British either. Um, what are the other spy movies? came out this year james bond was supposed to come out but that doesn't count um it's sort of a spy movie but it's mostly an action thriller and it has a a science fiction twist science fiction well spies in disguise was 2019 (laughs) we can't do the will smith bird movie (laughs) um i'm blanking here Uh, i i fold what is it the film is tenet the actor is michael kane Oh, Michael Caine plays Michael Caine in that movie. <laughs> that's why I said, what else? <laughs> I, that's weird, because Tenet Caine. definitely is a spy movie, but when I think of spy movies of 2020, I don't think of Tenet. Michael Caine won an Oscar in both 1986 and 1999 for Hannah and Her Sisters and Cider House Rules, respectively. Nice. I haven't seen either of those, but I'm sure he was Me great. Neither. I'm sure he's great. He's like a six-time nominee, too. It's crazy. Well, he deserves it. Just the presence he gives being himself. Watch him win a Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars for just Tenet. Just for Tenet. Yeah. For like the five minutes of screen time that he has where they're just eating lunch. Yeah, isn't his name like Sir Michael in the movie too? I don't know. Probably. It's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Sixth and final question. Where are they now, Ryan? Okay. In a 2020 comedy film, this Oscar winner portrays a recently widowed grandfather. Bonus, his daughter is also played by an Oscar nominee, Uma Thurman. Okay. Uma Thurman's in a movie this year? Oh my gosh, I have now clue. What is Uma Thurman in this year? Um, recently widowed. Ah, uh, what is it? This is the War with Grandpa, starring Robert, Robert De Niro. I didn't know Uma Thurman was in the War <laughs> yeah, with I didn't Grandpa. Know either. 
who won in 1975 and 1981 for his roles in The Godfather Part Two and Raging Bull. Wow, you think the Uma Thurman thing would be a helpful hint for me? But Did you really even see more Grandpa? No! Yeah, me neither. I didn't. I saw the trailers and I thought, that looks bad. We're not even going to preview review it. Yep, and two-time Oscar winner Robert De Niro starred in that film. Well, I want, I want to know who won, though. Who won the war with Grandpa? Was it the protagonist or was it Grandpa? I think... Or was it family? What one was family? Yeah. Yes, family always wins wars. <laughs> Ask anyone who participated in the Civil War. Family oh. won. Or any Fast and Furious movie. Yes. Oh. All right, thanks they for playing, Ryan. Fast and Furious Civil War. I have to see it now. This has been Where Are They Now? Thanks for playing. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I did it you last did well, year. You did well, though. You did well. You got those three in a row. Yeah. That were great. I made this game last year, and it was really hard to come up with them. So now I know how it is on the receiving end. All right, Ryan. With the game out of the way, let's get back down to business and proceed with the nominees for our next category, Best Actor. All right. I'm mixing up the Best Lead Actor nominations in the bucket. Here we go. Our first pick is... Sasha Baron Cohen for Borat's subsequent movie film. Outside the ball pick. The Oscars would never. Number two, Delroy Lindo, The Five Bloods. Our third pick is Riz Ahmed, The Sound of Metal. Number four, Riz Ahmed, The Sound of Metal. Duplicate. No duplicates. Number four again. Jesse Plemons, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. And our fifth choice is Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Round of applause for, for these nominees. nominees. Great, great list. There are some really great performances on here. Mm-hmm. I'm, excited I'm excited for this category. We'll see how it all plays out in two episodes when we vote. Well, let's keep it going. <laughs> let's <laughs> move on. These are the nominees for Best Lead Actress. 2020 previewees, baby. Here we go. Ooh, Elizabeth Moss, The Invisible Man. Nice. The Oscars will never. That's a great pick, though. Sarah Paulson, Run. Mm. Horror's getting to love this time. Kristen Milioti, Palm Springs. Mm. That's also terrifying. Imagine being stuck in the same day. Duplicate nomination for Elizabeth Moss. So we'll proceed with our new fourth nominee. Maria Bakalova, Borat subsequent movie film. Yes. And the fifth and final nominee for Best Actress, Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. All right. This is an interesting one because Maria is set to be nominated for a lot of supporting supporting actresses, but I decided to nominate her for lead because I believe she deserves it. And I nominated her for supporting, but she didn't get picked. So Um, a notable omission because it came up in so many other categories no love for Jesse Buckley from I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Oh, I nominated her. I nominated her as well, so that is, you know, a classic snub of the bucket. Exactly. <laughs> wow, classic Oscars. Jesse Plemons gets the nom, but Jesse Buckley doesn't. I'm so Even glad. Even though I think her performance is probably stronger in that film. Yes, but I'm so glad that we didn't snub Maria Baklova for Borat when Sasha got the nom. We needed her to either be in supporting or lead. She needed the respect. Exactly. All right, well, a round of applause for those nominees. Great, great selections for Best Leading Actress. And uh, let's move on with the next category, Best Best Picture. Picture. Now, Best Picture is interesting because this is the one I take the least seriously. I kind of take this one pretty seriously. See, this is how the previewees work. For me, 
the movies I nominate for Best Picture are just the ones that, like, I enjoyed the most watching, not the ones that I think are the best art, mm-hmm. you know? You say that for, like, screenplay and director, where it's, like, yeah. you can nail down, like, oh, this is a good performance or good writing or good direction. But Best Picture, sometimes, like, they're not even nominated for anything else, but it's, like, that movie made me smile. Interesting. This is, I would say... Um, a year where uh, I had probably the most difference between my Best Picture nominees and my nominations for everything else because so many movies I saw, like, I really valued the writing or the direction or the performances, but I just had a movie, if I really wanted to rewatch it more mm. or, like, I just enjoyed it more, I kept it in Best Picture but didn't put it anywhere else. Yeah. So I think this year we're a little bit more synced up on, on that. On the wavelength. All right, well, here we go. I'm mixing them up. It's time. To find out who will have the best picture nomination for the previewees. Number one is The Trial of the Chicago 7. Number two, Borat Subsequent Movie Film. Number three, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Number four, The Invisible Man. And our fifth and final previewee pick is Sound of Metal for Best Picture. Wow. What a list. A very strange list, but I kind of love this. I'm so impressed and also a little horrified that you put Bill and Ted Face of Music in for Best Picture. I'm so glad it made it. It's my favorite even, movie of last year. Even on the surface, I can't even say it's one of my favorite movies of the year, but I just but know you that haven't you love seen those characters the so other much. Two. You don't have the history. Uh, amazing. I'm sad. Uh, that was, I think, the last chance for any of my animation nominees to make it through. We're mm. an animation list. Preview. So did you include? Did you include Soul in your? Soul was nominated picture. for Best Picture. For me too. Oh, and there it goes. The classic bucket snub. But I like this list. Uh, I've seen all these movies, and I think they're all good movies. I would have no issue recommending them. Well, an interesting list of best pictures, but I'm not at all mad at it. Um, Round of applause for those nominees. Congratulations. Um, Let's let's send it off with our biggest final category, the nominees for best trailer. Yes, this is is the the best category ever. The best trailer for movie, a movie that was released in 2020. The trailer may have been playing in theaters as early as 2019. But the movie itself was released in 2020. Yes, I think that's how we specified it. Yes. Like last year, I believe the winner was Us. Because it had a great trailer, even though the trailer started being played early 2018. Yes. The film was released in 2019. And this category is just judging the trailer, not the movie that's associated with the nope, trailer. just the quality it could of the trailer. be a bad movie, but if it has a good trailer, it can be nominated. The way that it excites, entices, invites you mm-hmm. to come and see this film... There's so many qualities that make a good trailer, and this is, like I said earlier, this is the end-all, be-all, the ultimate nomination. This is the whole reason we do the previewees, everyone. All right, so here we go. Our five nominees for the category of best trailer. Mulan. The Invisible Man. Wonder Woman, 1984. Tenet. And the fifth and final nomination for best trailer... Not Tenet again. It's going to be... The suspense. I'm thinking of ending things. An interesting list. Round of applause for all of these 
nominees. Yes. I, these all have great trailers. They all have really exciting trailers. Yeah. I'm a fan of all of these. All of these trailers. Yes, the trailers, not the films. <laughs> At Milan. Well, there you have it. We did it. The final nominees for the 2020 previewees. It's going to be an exciting award season. Don't expect to see... I mean, I'm sure some of these. But don't expect to see a lot uh, of these yeah. come actual award season. Not like the Golden Globes and the Oscars and if stuff. You're, this like, is very unique to... Uh, to Ryan and I's individual viewing exactly. experiences. If you're um, placing bets on FanDuel for the Oscars, because I'm pretty sure you can, um, I wouldn't put any money on Aubrey Plaza for Happiest Season Best Supporting Actress. But <laughs> There's like maybe a 0. 0.0001. But hey, you could if you wanted to and you could win big. You would win super big. I feel like some of the... I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw another like Charlie Kaufman nom... Aaron Sorkin nom, I think, is maybe mm-hmm. likely Spike Lee, even. Um, yeah, there's a lot of actual plausible choices in here. You just got to weed through Tyler and I's uh, love of the things the Academy doesn't deem well, worthy. And also our lack of experience in seeing some movies that will even might not even be released yet. Yeah, or uh, the ones that are behind a paywall that I'm not going to pay $20 to rent a movie. I Rachel Wood, I really, would have really loved to nominate you for, for Kajillionaire, but, you know. I never saw it. I didn't pay to see it, so we pre reviewed it though. But you didn't get good. a you didn't get a trailer nom though. I thought about it. <laughs> All right. Well this has been uh the twenty twenty preview nomination episode. Uh hug your loved ones. Good night, everyone. Uh <laughs> don't forget you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at preview review, and we'll see you in two episodes when we vote and announce the winners of the twenty twenty previewees. Bye. Bye.